Shalom to all. Today's office site is Daf Lam and and we are starting at the very top of the Amud. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Saro, Basar Biakov Moshe, Hernish Shama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Fredechai Abela, Basar Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shama should have an Aliyah. We're in the middle of talking about how Am Yisrael crossed over the Yarden into Eretz Yisrael. So the Brazil continues. The Kimishin into blue Ragla Kahanim Bemayim. The moment the feet of the Kahanim went into the water, Chazra Mayim Lachayrem, the water stopped flowing and began flowing backwards. Shemar as it says in the Pasuk, Uchvay Noisei Arin Ada Yarden Vegaimer as the carriers of the Arin got into the Yardin, the water stopped flowing. Now, since the water stopped flowing, that means downstream it became dry. However, the water that was coming from upstream kept on flowing. So where did all that water go? Suppose it continues, that the water that was coming from upstream stood and it became one tall pillar. In other words, the water kept on flowing, and since it couldn't go downstream, it just started climbing up and up towards the Shemayim. How tall did this water climb? It became a block of water that was 12 mil by 12 mil. Why that specific size? Connected Machin Israel, did Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says that this corresponds to the size of the camp of Am Yisrael. They traveled in a formation which was 12 by 12 mil, so that's how the water built itself up. Now, Amr Lerab Lazar Rabbi Shimon, Lazar Rabbi Shimon asked Rabbi Yehuda, according to you, Adam Kal Oimayim Kalim. Is a person lighter, meaning does a person walk faster, or does water flow faster? Havaim or Mayim Kalim. We know that water flows faster than a person walks. And if that's so, by Mayim son. According to you, the water should have collapsed and drowned Am Yisrael, because if Am Yisrael is crossing over the Yardane, in their formation of 12 mil by 12 mil, they're walking across the Yardin slower than the water is building up. And that means that when the water built up to a size of 12 by 12, it should have collapsed on Am Yisrael. So Ella must be, says Rablaz Reb Shimon, Lamas teaches us that what was this pillar, that the water piled up, which literally means arches on arches. In other words, it was waves on waves. It kept on building up on itself. It was more than 300 mil in the air. Until all the kings of the east and the west saw this pillar of water. Shemar, as it says in the Pasuk, and it was when the kings of the Amairi, who were on the other side of the Yardin, towards the west, heard this, and all the kings of the Kenani that were by the sea, what did they hear? That Hashem dried up the waters of the Yardin in front of the Bnei Yisrael, until they crossed over. So what happened to these kings? Their hearts melted, and they didn't have any more spirit in them against the Bnei Yisrael. Israel. Now, it can't be that they just heard about it, because that wouldn't weaken their resolve. It must be that they saw this pillar of water. And even Rachav told this to the messengers of Yeshua. She told them, We heard, And Hashem dried up the waters of the Yamsuf. Another Pesach says, And we heard, and our hearts melted, And a man's spirit didn't remain in him. Now, we continue with Am Yisrael crossing over the Yardin. They were still in the Yardin, meaning they were still on the dry riverbed. Yeshua, Yeshua told them, do you should know why you're crossing over the Yardin in order that you should drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you. Remember the Pasuk says, you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you. And you should continue telling them, if you do this, so good. The water is going to come and drown Now we ask, usually the word used would be it's going to drown you. So Yeshua was telling them, I see the Eschem is going to drown me and you, not just you. And the Rashi continues, Eidim B'Yardin, they were still in the Yardin. Amalani Yeshua, 
Yeshua told them, Each man should lift a stone onto his shoulder, according to the count of the Shvatim of Yisrael, and Yeshua didn't tell us to everyone in Am Yisrael, he told this to 12 men that he had gathered, each man should take a stone and put it on his shoulder, and that corresponds to the 12 Shvatim. And Uksiv and other Pesach says, why are they taking these stones? So this should be a sign for you in your midst. If your sons ask you tomorrow saying, what are these stones for you? Why are these stones lined up on the bank of the Yardane? So the purpose of these stones is that this is a sign for the children that their forefathers passed through the Yardane. And they were still in the Yardane. told Take for yourselves from inside the Yardane, from by the base of the feet of the Kehanim, prepare 12 stones. This is another set of 12 stones. And you shall carry them with you. And you should put them in the lodging place, where you're going to sleep the night. Now, you might think that Am Yisrael was told that they have to schlep these stones around to every single place that they were going to spend the night. That's why the Pasuk says, where you're going to spend it tonight. And that night, they end up staying at Gilgal, and that's where they put the second set of stones. Now, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, and really the proper Gersa should be Rabbi Yaisi, because he's quoting the following people, Abba Chalafta, my father Chalafta, and we know that Rabbi Yaisi's father was Chalafta, and ben they analyzed those stones that were by the Yardin, and they estimated that each one weighed about 40 saw. Now there's machlek is how to cheshbin this 40 saw, but according to both opinions, each stone weighed hundreds of pounds. When we have a tradition that the load a person can place on his own shoulders without any help, is a third of the load he could carry on his shoulders if someone else helps him. And if they carried stones that were 40 saw by picking them up themselves, so that means that they could carry a load of 120 saw if someone else helps them. And we kind of Eshkol, from here we can cheshbin how big the cluster of grapes was. What's this cluster of grapes talking about? So this is referring to the Miraglim, the Meshavain who sent to check out the land, and we know that they came back with a cluster of grapes. So based off of this cheshbin, we're able to see how big this cluster of grapes was. Shinemar the Pasuk says, They carried it with a pole with two people. Now, from the fact that it says that they carried it with a pole, don't I know that there was two people carrying it? Because two people carry a pole. So why does the Pasuk then say they carried it with a pole with two? So it must be that they carried this cluster of grapes with two poles. That means that there was four people carrying this one cluster of grapes. Now Rabbi Yitzchak, he says that no, it was actually a load and a load under that load, meaning there was two sets of two poles. In other words, there was four poles that were needed to carry this cluster of grapes. Okay, so that has this work out. Eight of the Miraglim carried this cluster of grapes. And as we had said, one person can carry 120 saw if he's helped by somebody else. So that means that eight people were able to carry a total of 960 saw, and that's how big this cluster was. One carried a pomegranate by himself, and one carried a fig by himself. Now, they didn't carry anything. Why is that? Because either we could say because they were very chashuv, as beneath their dignity to schlep these fruits back. Alternatively, we could say they weren't part of the of the Miragalim. As we're going to see on Ahmed Bey's, the Miragalim was speaking negatively about Eretz Yisrael, and that's the reason why they brought these fruits back. So Yeshua and Kalev didn't want to be part of that, and that's why they didn't carry any of the fruits. Now, going back to Ami Yisrael crossing over the Yardin, Pligi Ba Rabbi Ami Rabbi Yitzchak Navcha, they argue about this. One says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that they crossed over the Yardin based on the way that they were encamped. As we had said, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion was that the water built up to the size of 12 by 12 mil, which was the size of the formation of the camp of Am Yisrael. And so it must be that that's how they crossed over the Yardin, meaning they crossed over the Yardin in the formation that they walked in. Whereas according to Rabbi Yehuda, they crossed 
over one after another. And that's how the water was able to reach this incredible height of 300 mil. Whereas the Khanam or the other one says that no, Bain Meyer, Bain Meyer, whether we're talking about Rabbi Hu's opinion or Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon's opinion, Kechanias and Avru, they cross over the way that they encamped. Meyer Savar, Adam Kal, Rabbi Hu holds that people walk very quickly, and therefore the water was only able to build up to the size of 12 by 12 mil, and that's the amount of time it took for all of Am Yisrael to cross over the Ardain. Meyer Savar, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon holds, Mayim Kalim, that the water is quicker, and that's why the water built up to this incredible height in the amount of time it took for Am Yisrael to cross. Now, since on Amr Alf we had just mentioned the Miraglim, we're going to get into discussion about. So Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Shlachelcha Anashim, send men for yourself. Amr Shlakish Shlakish says, Shlachelcha, send for yourself, Midaitcha. It should be according to your decision, your knowledge, meaning you have to have the desire to send them. Because is a person going to choose something bad for himself? Meaning it can't be that Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu, you have to send Miraglim, because it turns out the decision of sending Miraglim wasn't necessarily a good one. And Hashem is not going to command Moshe Rabbeinu to do something that's not good for him. So that's why he told him, you have to do it according to your das. And that's Pshat in the Pasuk, Moshe Rabbeinu said, it was good in my eyes. And Amr Shalakish Shalakish explains, It was good in my eyes to send them Raglim, but Hashem wasn't really so happy with it. And the Pasuk continues, it says, to go check out the land for us. That was the purpose of the Miraglim. Now Amr Chibar Abba, he explains, The intention of the Miraglim was only for the shame and embarrassment of Eretz Yisrael. They went with a bad eye. Ksiv HaChat says over here, And another Pasuk says, And the word which is like the word Yachperu means and the moon was ashamed. So when it says Yachperu lana sa'aret, that means they went just to shame Eretz Yisrael. And the pasuk continues Ve'leshmaisim. These are the names of the Meraglim: Lamati Reuven, Shemua Ben Zakur, so on and so forth. And we list all the Meraglim. Now Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says Davrezem Risharis Biadeinu Mehavaseinu. The following things of tradition we have from our forefathers: Meraglim al Shem Haseim Nikru. The Meraglim are called based off of their deeds. Va'anulay also Biadeinu Ela Echad. We only have an explanation of one of them. One of the Meraglim was Sisur Ben Michael. How do we understand his name? Sisur means Shesasar Ma'aseh Shal Kadosh Baruch Hu. He denied the deeds of Hashem. And Michael is Sha'asa Atzmai Mach. It's a conjugation of Mach Kel, that he made himself, meaning he made Hashem Mach as if he's poor and weak. And Omar Bichan Bichan says, Af Anu Namar, we also have an explanation of the following name, Nachbi Ben Vafsi. He's one of the Miraglim also. Nachbi is a lashon of Shehichbi Dvar Shalkash Barchu, that he concealed the matters of Hashem, meaning he didn't talk about Eretz Yisrael like he really should have. And Vafsi, what's that? Shepisal Midas of Shalkash Barchu, he stepped on the Midas of Hashem. And the Pasuk continues talking about the Miraglim. It says, Vayal Ben Agav, and they went up in the south, Vayavayat Chevron, and he came to Chevron. As the Gemara of Yavayim it should say that they came to Chevron. Why say Vayavayin, he came to Chevron? They were all traveling together. So Amarav Rav says, Malavis teaches us, Shapirish Kalev Matzas Miraglim, the Kalev separated himself, and he went to prostrate himself on the graves of our forefathers in Chevron, which is Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Amalan, he told them, Avoyse, my forefathers, Bakshualai Rachamim, Davin for mercy for me, Shein Natsal Matzas Miraglim, that I should be saved from the Miraglim. Yeshua, Kvarbikesh Mashal Rachamim, Mashra Ben already Davin for Yeshua. Shemar has the Pasuk says, Vikram Mashal Hashem Ben Nun, Yahishua. Mashra called Hashem Ben Nun, Yahishua. Why do you have this extra yud to his name? As a tefillah that Hashem, who's symbolized by this Yod, should save you from the Yetzirah of the Miraglim. And how do we know that Kalev went to Chevroin? Because the Pasuk says, My servant Kalev, because he had this Rachacheres in him, and the Pasuk continues to say, And I will bring him to the land that he came there. And we know that Kalev's portion in Eretz Yisrael was Chevroin, because he was the one that went to Chevroin to daven for himself. So we see that it was just Kalev that went to Chevroin and not anyone else. Now the Pasuk continues describing what was in Chevroin. There were these three giants, Achimon, Shesha, and Talmai. Now we're going to explain their names. Achimon, what's in his name? Miyuman Sheba Achiv. He was the most important of his brothers. It's a conjugation of the word. Ach, Yemin, he was the right brother, meaning he was the most important. 
Sheishai, what's the meaning of this name? That he made the ground like pits. He was so heavy that when he walked, he would make deep depressions in the ground. And Talmai, this last giant, that when he walked, he made it like furrows. He would walk and make depressions in the ground and crack the ground all around like furrows of a plow. Now, another understanding of the second part of the Pasuk is Achimon bana Anas. Achimon built this city Anas. Sheishai bana Alosh, he built that city. Talmai bana Talbush, he built that city. And the Pasuk continues, they're the children of the giant. Why do we have to say that they're the children of the giant? We already know that they're giants, so it must be it's telling us something else. They looked like they were wearing the sun around their necks as a necklace because they were so tall. And the Pasuk continues describing Chevron. And the Pasuk continues, The Chevron was seven years Nivnesa before Tzayin Mitzrayim. Now my Nivnesa, what does it mean Nivnesa? If you want to say the Pasuk is telling us the Chevron was built seven years before Tzayin was built in Mitzrayim, how could that be? After Adam is it possible that a person is going to build a house for his younger son before he builds it for his older one? And how do we know that Mitzrayim was older than Canaan? Because the Pasuk says, Who were the sons of Cham? Chosh, Mitzrayim, the Gaimer, and Canaan was younger than Mitzrayim. So it does make sense that Cham would build the city of Hebron for his son Canaan before he builds the city of Tzoyan for his son Mitzrayim if Mitzrayim is older than Canaan. So Elah must be the what's the Pasuk telling us that it was seven times more fertile, it was seven times better than Tzoyan. And this is just to emphasize how wonderful the land of Eretz Yisrael is. There isn't rocky land in Eretz Yisrael more than Hebron. And how do we know that it's very rocky land? Because that's where they bury dead people. It's not really good for plowing. There's no better land in Chutz Laaretz than Mitzrayim. Remember the Pasuk says, Like the Garden of Hashem, the land of Mitzrayim. There's no better land in Mitzrayim than Tzoyan. The Pasuk says, His officers were in Tzoyan. And if the officers were there, it must be it's the best land. And even so, Chevron is seven times better than Sayan. Was Chevron really rocky soil? The Pasuk says, is at the end of 40 years. Avshalom told the king, meaning he told his father, I'm going to go fulfill the vow that I made. I'm going to go to Chevron. Now, why did Avshalom go to Chevron? He went to buy sheep in Chevron. And Vitanya the best rams come from Mayav, and Kvasim Echevron. The best Kvasim, the best sheep come from Chevron. So it must be that Chevron is a very fertile land, because why else would good sheep come from there? It must be that there's good pasture. If there's good pasture, it must be it's very fertile and not rocky. So the Gemara says, no, me not. From that itself, it proves that it is rocky, because I did the Kalisha Ara, since the land is very weak and it's not good for planting, of Daraya, it becomes pasture, meaning since the land is not being tilled and cultivated because it's too rocky, so now a lot of vegetation can grow and that is actually good for the sheep. And that's where a person's going to buy their sheep from because the sheep are going to grow fat and juicy over there because of all the good pasture since it's not a fertile land. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about the Miraglim. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.